My name is Christian Puckett. This is Peacekeeper. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today is going to be one of those days where I just hit record. And I'm probably not going to think too much about editing or exactly what I'm going to say. I was, I, was, I, was, I was supposed to have my sister Shaleen on. And she was supposed to be here in 10 minutes. But I'm looking outside my window right now. And it's literally quite possibly the ugliest day we've had weather-wise in like a year. I mean, you can probably hear the wind. It's so disgusting. Uh, We just got like the weather alerts on our phone. It's just like, don't drive, stay indoors, crazy winds and weather and snow. And I was going to send Emily and Ira and Aesop to go drive around for an hour while Shalene and I record it. It was just like, you know what? Also, Aesop's been in a mood today. And those mood swings are so unpredictable. So as of 15 minutes ago, I bailed. Um, But these podcasts aren't going to record themselves. So I'm going to try my best to ignore the wind, to ignore the heater blasting right beside me, to not worry too much about bad audio and to just come up <laughs> with stuff to say. No, I, I, I have plenty of stuff to say. Um, I just have to shift gears a little bit. Um, so let's see here. The last time I did a solo episode, I th- oh, I think it was the chat GPT one. That was cool. Um, but that was me just kind of sitting on my computer. <laughs> goofing off for 45 minutes. Um, Yeah, I was going to talk to Shalene about typical stuff, right? Siblinghood, parenthood, uh, self-employment type stuff. Um, And I was going to... Whatever, it's fine. I can still talk them. Uh, some of the stuff that I was planning on asking her. Um, Let me see here. What has been going on this week? So, man, it's been so strange having this much time off. I literally have not had this much time off since I started working at Chipotle when I was 18 years old. Uh, Chipotle was my first job. Uh, I worked there for about a year and then we had a mutual parting. I put my two weeks in and then one week into my two weeks being in, they're like, Hey, we're going to, uh, you know, I, we know your two weeks are in, but we're just going to end it right here (laughs) because apparently a customer had complained about me. Uh, anyway, it was just like, I was a good employee, but they didn't appreciate me. It's okay. Uh, I then got a job at Flying Star as a busboy, uh, working in the dish pit, 
the one on Rio Grande. I then worked my way up to become a server. And then I also started doing, that's when I was doing the wedding videos pretty, um, I mean, it's always kind of been a side hustle, but I think the majority of my weddings took place when I was working at Flying Star. I don't even remember what years those were, but uh, I then got a job at Little Bear Coffee, the one in Uptown. And that was fun, opening up the coffee shop. That was just like ultimate hang with the homies and make coffee, like just chatting at the bar. Like it was just a, it was just a hang, just a constant homie hang. Um, but it was a lot of fun, but it was kind of a job that I knew it wasn't like a forever job. It was just kind of a, this is fun, but ultimately it's kind of meaningless. <laughs> I need to find something a little bit more substantial, a little bit more stable. Uh, and then I got a job at Whole Foods and then I've already gone through that whole story. Um, what was I talking about? Okay. So this, so yeah, I basically have not had, I guess I took a month off when I worked at little bear, but yeah, I haven't had six weeks off. Uh, yeah, since I started working and it's really nice. There's a lot of (laughs) good aspects to it, but I'm also going a little stir crazy. Um, I wish so badly, so badly, so badly (laughs) that this parental leave would have been in any other season besides winter. Man, I'm looking outside and my tree is sideways. It's, I have, I have not seen wind like this in years, honestly. Ugh, so gross. It really tanks my mood. I think my levels of serotonin and my joy kind of fluxes and flows with the seasons. (sighs) It's okay. Um, But anyway, (sighs) it's nice having this time off. It's so nice. In fact, I'm, I don't even want to take it for granted because I know a lot of people, uh, I guess a lot of fathers specifically don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's like out there, but I think the fact that I get six weeks paid is kind of like surprising to a lot of people. And even my boss He's like, yeah, it's pretty cool that <laughs> that they do this. A lot of big companies don't even do that, as far as like paid uh, parental leave for the for the dads. Um, so I go I go back in a week and a half. So <laughs> I'm kind of realizing that I have done a lot of nothing during this time. It's been a lot of downtime been a lot of, of I mean obviously hanging with the boys but a lot of video games um I've been 
yeah, I've been dipping into weed a little bit more than normal. Um, and it's, you know, I just wish it was nice outside and I don't know if that's an excuse or not, but like I've been doing stuff inside. I've been making do. I've been, I cleaned out the garage. We spent some time, uh, do like, you know, picking up the backyard. Oh, we had, um, Aesop's second birthday party this last week. And I kind of forgot how much work hosting a little get together is. Uh, but we got the, we got the house picked up and, uh, threw a little party for just family and a few close friends. Sorry if you didn't get the invite. <laughs> okay, so the last podcast I recorded was with my younger brother, Josh. And I was really excited as we were recording it. And I think I even mentioned this while we were while we were recording. I was like, I hope this turns out all right. <laughs> Like, I think I said, I hope that after the fact, I don't watch it back and realize it's unusable. And that's exactly what it was. Uh, the audio was fine. Uh, but I I kind of have an, uh, I don't know if it's, it's, it's kind of older, but I have a 2016 MacBook Pro. And it's, it's fine. Like, it's a quad-core i9 processor. Uh, it's got 16 gigs of RAM, so it, it should be able to uh, run programs like OBS and Discord and a couple other things simultaneously. Uh, but I think I just had the wrong settings on OBS. So, uh, yeah, when I watched it back, the footage was just unusable. It, it literally recorded between two and five frames per second. So luckily the audio was there, but the video was just, I was contemplating just taking the L and uploading it regardless, but it was just so distracting and it bugged me too much. So I was just like, screw it. I'll just take it off. Just use the audio. Uh, but we were actually able to hop on Discord. or I, I So I realized that if I use Skype, and I haven't used Skype in 10 years. Like, who uses Skype anymore? I think most people just use Zoom and Discord and, like, FaceTime and stuff. Uh, but I re-downloaded Skype, and it integrates very seamlessly and easy with OBS, the recording software I'm using. So going forward, I'm just going to ask my guests whenever I do remote interviews to just quickly download if they don't have it already just log into Skype and it's so easy and I was able to mess around with some settings with Josh thank you Josh for helping me with that um, and I just realized I needed to kind of tank my CPU usage while I'm recording and it made it a lot smoother so it's still not the highest quality video. It's still going to be like 720p or around there. But that's okay because, um, again, it's kind of audio focused and the video is 
kind of just an addition. And I, and I've been I've been kind of paying attention to other remote conversations that are you know podcasts or YouTube videos. I've been kind of paying attention and typically it doesn't really matter if it's a low quality video as long as it's a decent frame rate and as long as it's like 720p or better. Obviously there's like very high production videos and podcasts and stuff out there that can do multiple 4k or multiple 1080p streams simultaneously, but I got to work with the gear I have and I'm, it's okay. But, um, me learning how to do these remote interviews is pretty awesome. Um, I have a, an old friend, his name is Brandon Baca. We grew up together um he was like yeah one of the best friends one of my best friends growing up um and he is living in spain currently i think (laughs) um somewhere in in europe i know he's somewhere in europe last i checked he was in spain uh brandon if you don't actually live in spain i know you're around there somewhere but um i'm gonna have him on in like a week or yeah, like next week, next Thursday. So if I can, you know, if we can record that and if it looks good after the fact, after I export it or whatever, then it's like, okay, cool. If I can get a good looking interview with somebody across the planet, then I'm good. Right. I can, that just opens up, uh, such a bigger pool of people I can talk to and have conversations with and interview it. Like they don't have to be just right there in that chair. They could be literally anywhere in the world as long as, you know, they can get a hold of Skype or zoom or something. So I've had three therapy sessions so far. Uh, the last one I was recommended by my therapist to read this book called The Body Keeps the Score. And it's this guy, I think his name is like Bessel Vanderkite or some, something like that. Um, but I'm sure you could just look up the title of the book, The Body Keeps the Score. Um, it's, it's really interesting so far. Um, I'm like four or five chapters in it's dense. It's like a really thick read, but it's kind of just this authoritative guide, authoritative writings on all things trauma and trauma related and PTSD related and what's actually physiologically going on in our brains whenever we're encountered by stress or stressors or reminded of past trauma. And it's kind of just like diving into like the nitty gritty science behind it all, which is cool. And then I guess towards the latter half of the book, he gets into some tools to, um, I guess, tools and tips for healing and like rewiring pathways to you know, relatively normal functioning again. Um, but it's great. Um, I'm just, 
I think it's the perfect read for me right now. Um, I was reading Atomic Habits, and that's fine. It's it's a good book. Um, but this new one came into the picture, and I'm like, okay, I'd much rather read this one. Um, I've been I've been better at reading recently. I would say within this last year. Um, I've never been an avid reader. I've never been one that reads for pleasure or, you know, in my free time, my downtime. Um, but you know what? Props to Levi (laughs) Martinez who encouraged me to read more books and that stuck with me. So thank you, Levi. Um, so I read, I mean, just within this last year, I read The Alchemist, and that was really good. I really enjoyed that book. Um, I was kind of just, we've been going to the library a little bit more recently, and I've been scrolling down some, just some lists of like, what's the best, you know, top 100 literature books to read. Um, so as far as like classic literature, it's hard because you go to the library and you're like, I'm going to get 1984 and I'm going to get uh, Grapes of Wrath. You know, all these like books that everybody says to read, but you go there and they just don't have any of them. I literally scrolled down this list of like, last time we were at the library I had this list of 100, you know, essential reads or whatever. And I was just going down the list trying to find any of them at the library. And they were just like, no, 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 checked out, on hold. You can get the movie. You can get the ebook or whatever. I was like, dang it. Uh, But I was able to find The Alchemist at one point. And that was great. Ripped through that. Um, I then tried, or I found... Lord of the Flies at Savers for like a buck. And I got about halfway through and it's good. It's just like, yeah, it's good. It's, it's just not for me. It's just not like super captivating. Um, let's see. What else have I read? <laughs> I don't read many books. Um, I then, I don't even think it was then, but I, I I started Dune. I got probably three pages in, and then I was like, yeah, I'm just going to like watch the movie or something, and I still have not watched the movie. I read Essentialism. That was, that was a good book. I went through that one pretty fast. I, I will. I promise you I will. I will finish atomic habits. Um, I really resonate with it so far, but, um, I just want to finish the body keeps the score first. Um, but I've also read, I mean, I've listened to a lot of books. Um, but as far as actually physically reading books, um, I'm getting a lot better at it, but I'm still not very good at it. I just find myself gravitating towards TV and video games. But as like like the past three days straight, I've woken up super early before everybody else and I've just been reading 
the body keeps the score. And like, I love it. it. Like it's actually really engaging and it keeps me wanting to go back for more. Um, if a book doesn't do that for me, it's like, okay, well I've tried dozens of times in the last few months to pick up Lord of the Flies and get back into it, but it just doesn't hook me. And it's like, okay, well that's fine. It doesn't have to hook me, but I I'll read books that hook me. Um, and so it's only been a few of those this last year and that's okay, but I'm getting better is what I'm trying to say. I'm going from not reading anything, honestly, like I don't, I mean, before the alchemist, I hadn't probably finished a book in a handful of years. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. I'm getting better. <laughs> I can admit that that's an area I need to work on and I'm working on it. Man, I don't know how I'm going to go back to work. I've got like 10 days left. There was a couple things that I said I wanted to get done during this leave and I knew I would procrastinate. <laughs> and one of the big things was getting my getting our taxes done. Uh, we're going through a CPA for the first time this year as opposed to just doing it on TurboTax um, because I started... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I started Stamina Coffee... And I opened up like a separate bank account. I, I even, so I got a whole LLC going for that because I was like, oh, well, I'll have to keep everything separate from my personal because it's like a business of its own. And then, so I started all this stuff and opened up a brand new bank account for it and got an EIN number and all this stuff. And then we went and met up with this with the accountant and she's like, you didn't need to do any of that. Like you didn't need an LLC. You, you didn't need it. I mean, it's nice to have a separate bank account, but you didn't have to go through all that stuff because it's just you. It's like a sole single owned LLC or so. I don't remember the specific terminology, but She's basically just like, it doesn't matter. It's all going to be under you. It's essentially a sole proprietorship. Um, and then, honestly, I just realized that the coffee needed to be paused indefinitely uh, or I needed to reshift my focus on stuff that is more important, i.e. when I read Essentialism. So, I don't know. I don't know what taxes are going to look like, but it's kind of just like I have a lot of resistance towards figuring it all out. Um, but hopefully a CPA can actually help us going forward to like, even though, you know, I'm going to have to pay barely any taxes for the business I started because I didn't actually bring in that much money. I guess it's kind of 
nice to know what it looks like like for future years to come i don't know i i I typically don't mind doing taxes but now it's just like kind of getting ridiculous not ridiculous but it's just different when you have you know when you bought a house and when you've put money into your IRA and I've I'm getting this like well I guess the parental leave will apply for next year's taxes not this year's but it's just so so much simpler whenever you just have a couple W2s a, a couple W2s and you just throw in the turbo tax but now everything's different because it's like we got dependents we got we had a kid um insurance stuff so whatever it's fine but i just i was guessing that i was gonna have to focus on that for the last week of my i mean it's not it's gonna take one day (laughs) it's not gonna take a week but i just knew i would procrastinate with that um but besides that we did car stuff we did house projects I'd like to get my truck taken a look at, I guess, right before I go back to work because it's being funky. Um, yeah, but this time, it's so nice having this time with the kids, but man, I went in. Oh, also my boss is going to be gone. Yeah, my boss uh, took a different position while I was on this leave. Um, and he was, he was just a reason, not like he was just a part of the reason that I switched over to the position I'm in right now is because this guy, Russell, he was so cool. And I really enjoyed working alongside him. Um, but yeah, over the course of this leave, he's (laughs) going over to the other store. In fact, I think he already started. So I'm going to go back to a different whole structure of, a different hierarchy of leadership. But that's cool because my position doesn't change much regardless of who's in charge. Um, but yeah, I went in the other day and it was all just coming, all coming back to me of just whenever I'm in it, whenever I'm in that whole system and schedule it's fine. It's, it's normal. It's baseline. But whenever I'm, whenever I get the gift of being plucked out for six weeks, I just feel like I've lost all my momentum. And so getting back into gear, that's going to be tough, but it must be done. Maybe I'll talk about Hogwarts legacy for a little bit. (laughs) Okay. So there's been a lot of downtime and I've been playing two games as of recently. I've been playing Hogwarts legacy and I've been playing Metroid prime remastered and man, is it a good season to play those games? (laughs) Oh, man. 
I was talking to a friend of mine, Justin, and we were, I guess we were just talking about playing video games and like how long we play video games and stuff. And I think I got reminded that I'm not a serious gamer. <laughs> I'm pretty casual. Um, I only put in maybe a couple hours between zero and two hours a day. Like I'll never play more than an hour or two. Um, even if I want to, I think I, I think around the two hour mark, there's something internally. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, I, that's enough for me. Like I, I'm fulfilled. Um, I don't desire to play more than that. Um, I think my body is just like, okay, you got your fill now go do something else. Um, like I'll even get relatively bored after two hours, even if I'm really interested and involved into the game. I feel like once I hit two hours of playing, I'm just like, all right, even though this is so much fun, I've got to go do something else. But anyway, um, so Justin is going to come on in a few weeks and maybe we can talk about this then, but he's a real, <laughs> he's a serious gamer. Like, I guess I'll just wait for him to spill the beans on that. I don't want to, I don't want to publicly out him on his video game hours. Um, but yeah, I guess I was just like, okay, there's a lot of people that play a lot more video games than I do. But anyway, this casual, stepping in and out of Hogwarts Legacy and Metroid Prime Remastered is, it's so much fun. I just, man, I just love video games. Yeah. Uh, Metroid Prime Remastered was a 2002 GameCube game. And yeah, I don't, I'm not... I'm bad at explaining video games. There's people out there that I listen to that are just so good and articulate and creative with how they can just talk about the video games they're playing. And I'm always kind of envious of that because they make it sound so special and fun and interesting. And I feel like every time I try to talk about it, about a video game, I'm like, yeah, so you're on this other planet and let's see here, you're this character named Samus and you've got a gun, but it's not really a shooter, but it's kind of a puzzle salt. I don't know. Maybe I'm just insecure, but it's like a puzzle ish game, but you've got a little shooter gun um, and it's taken out aliens and stuff but it's it's kind of about unlocking new gear as you go that open up new areas to explore and it's kind of yeah it's fun you're trying to find these 12 artifacts on this planet and you've lost all of your tools and equipment and you have to gradually find them again very very fun it's it's metroid prime remastered or I guess the original Metroid Prime, the one 
uh, from 2002 is somewhat regarded, somewhat widely regarded as one of the greatest games ever made. Um, there's a website called Metacritic that takes all of the reviews across all the different websites and platforms and review companies and it combines them into an average and then you get a Metacritic score. And so one of the highest rated or I guess one of the few highest rated Metacritic scores is the original Metroid Prime on GameCube. I think it got a 95. Maybe it got higher than that. I think the new one that just, or the remaster that just came out just got a 95, which is a very, very good score. Um, But games like Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey and Ocarina of Time, like these games have upper 90. Like if your game is an upper 90s game, if it has a 90, honestly, if it have a, if it has a 90 or higher, that's a really good game. Um, it it's hard to it appears as if it's hard to get a, a 90 or above. Uh, but yeah, so the remaster that just came out got a 95. And I can see why it's regarded as one of the best games of all time, um, especially with this new coat of paint on it. Uh, the graphics and the visuals have just been completely redone, you know, from from the GameCube era. But now it's it looks and feels and plays like a modern video game. And I think that's the issue with a lot of those older video games was that the controls you know, a lot of games in the past have been designed around maybe one or two buttons and then maybe a D-pad. Or maybe there was one joystick and a few buttons and like a couple bumper buttons. But now it seems like there's this established kind of set of controls across the board that everybody's kind of agreed upon, um, which is, you know, two thumbsticks, four main buttons, a D-pad, and then two triggers, and then two bumpers. And that's kind of the main... Everybody kind of tweaks it differently, um, but that's kind of the modern controller layout setup that everybody's used to right now. And so a lot of the older games don't really translate very well to this new controller scheme um, unless they do what Metroid Prime Remaster did, which is completely overhaul or I guess just update the controls to make it playable for today's, you know, gamers. But yeah, that's Metroid Prime Remastered. Super fun. Um, I loved, loved Metroid Dread that came out in 2021 that's been one of my favorite Switch games so far. That, uh, that's a 2D Metroid game, and Metroid Prime Remastered is a, is a 3D game. Um, but man, just that, th- those two games, that one-two punch, and there's rumors, or not even rumors, but there's a, another Metroid Prime 
Metroid 4 is supposed to come out at some point, but there's no release date for that yet. Um, but just the the combo of Metroid Dread and Metroid Prime Remastered is just like, dude, that's my kind of game. I love them. Okay, and then there's Hogwarts Legacy. And this game is like so surprising. Um, so I am not a Harry Potter fan. I did not read the books. I did, I, I, I watched the movies kind of just reluctantly or like not, I wasn't super, I didn't love them. We watched a, a couple of them and, or a few of them and then fell off. But um, I don't know what drew me to try Hogwarts Legacy. I think just based off the way it looked um, in the trailers and stuff um, prior to release, but it just looked so polished. And the fact that it was an open world game was like, ooh, I like the sound of that. And then I think just the idea of the immersion factor, right? Of just completely diving, putting yourself into this world of magic and spell casting and I don't know. It just, yeah, I can't quite put my finger on what exactly it was that drew me in, but um, now that it's out and now that I'm playing it, I'm just like on a hourly basis of me playing this game. I'm like, this is incredible. (laughs) Like there's, this is so good. And licensed games are typically just so average and not interesting and just mediocre at best as far as like stories and combat mechanics and stuff like that. But you can tell that the, that the developers and the, I guess the publishers are just like the game developers behind this game knew what they were doing. These are very well, you know, these are experienced game developers who know how to make a good game. Um, but it's so good. It looks phenomenal. It runs phenomenal. It feels so good. The story is great. The design of like Hogwarts Castle is just like so immaculate and detailed and um, it, the map is just getting bigger and bigger and you're realizing how it's, I mean, it's not the biggest game in the world. Um, I mean, it's no Elden Ring, but it's, I'm continually just like, okay, I'm stoked that I picked this game up. Um, the last time I was playing it, I was kind of like, this is a this game really does have a lot of similarities to Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, it's kind of like there are aspects like the open world aspect of it, but you're on a, you get a, a broomstick and you can literally just fly around the entire map and it's seamless. There's no loading screens. 
there's no lag. I mean, there's a little bit of pop in, but I don't care about that. Um, but yeah, the last time I was playing, it, I was just like kind of flying around the castle and I was like, this is like Zelda breath of the wild. If you could actually go inside the castle and it's like this, like crazy filled with life little area or I guess big area with all these different, I mean, you can go inside the castle in breath of the wild, but it's kind of just not exactly what I was hoping for. It's kind of just run down and empty and there's just like a few monsters, but um, in Hogwarts legacy, it's like another world inside the castle and it's just like the design is just really impressed impressive okay well for not really knowing i was going to do a solo episode until about 20 minutes before recording this i feel all right <laughs> i feel like i talked about enough stuff let's see I'm uh, probably at like the 40 minute mark. That's okay. Um, so I have, well, okay. So Shaleen, I'll have to reschedule her, but I, I, okay. So after her, I believe I have Riley Russell and then I'm going to have Brandon Baca and then I'm going to have Ryan Wilson and then I'm going to have Hudson Hudson Rowe. Rao. And then I'm going to try to have Josh on again. And then, oh, wait, wait. Uh, before Josh, I'm going to have my friend Justin on. So Riley, Brandon, Ryan, Hudson, Justin, Josh. I'm going to try to get my, my friend James on after that. <laughs> and then open schedule. So if you want to hop on, you let me know. <laughs> Just message me or comment below or text me or call me or message me on Facebook or that's probably, uh, you, you can find me at Whole Foods too. And yes, things, guests are starting to happen and it's a little intimidating, honestly. I I have a lot of self-doubt at times whether or not I can do this by myself or find interesting stuff to say or ask good questions. But I think I just need to change my expectations for what I w- want out of these podcasts or what I expect to get out of these podcasts. Um, because I think on the last podcast I did with Levi, uh, stamina podcast, um, I felt like I was trying to just like keep up the entire time and I didn't feel like completely relaxed and in my wheelhouse and comfortable. It was kind of just like, um, Yeah, 
I felt like I was struggling a little bit and I feel like I didn't have much to contribute because the conversations and the topics that were had a lot of the times were a little bit beyond me or beyond my expertise. Um, And I feel like I can ask questions, like I can ask simple questions, but um, I think what I need to expect going forward for my own, for this podcast is going to be, it's probably going to be a little bit slower paced. It's not going to be jam packed with like crazy heavy hitting topics and abstract political and religious ideas. And I mean, not that I'm opposed to all that, but I think the dynamic is different when it's just two people as opposed to three people as far as like interviews go. Um, And I just want to be more comfortable with the conversations I'm having. So that means probably having it a little bit closer to what I know, what I'm familiar with, what I'm comfortable with. And then if there is somebody that's talking on topics that I don't, I don't know anything about. I'm just going to have to like slow down a little bit and try to, I want to be good at asking questions. I think I'm a good listener, but I just need to extract the right information from the people I'm talking to and not try to pretend like, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, and let me add this and let me educate you on (laughs) certain aspects of these topics. But I guess just taking a more humble approach of just like, you know what? I have much to learn. And I think there's a lot of people that can sit right there that can teach me good stuff. So it's just all about extracting the right information and the right flow of information. Okay. With that, that's it. That's all I have to say. Thank you for listening. And if you're on YouTube, if you could subscribe, that would be two thumbs up from from me. And if you are on Spotify, if you are on Apple, if you are on Audible, or any of the other podcasting platforms, please leave me a review. It, It really helps. Okay. Love you all and have a good week. I'll see you next time.